I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, educator, and your host. If you are a florist, flower farmer, business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. I help you by providing insights to industry leaders and mentors through their stories, helpful tips, and tricks so that you too can take your floral business and design to the next level. I bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by True Client Pro. True Client Pro is an all-in-one business management solution for specifically florists. It is helping wedding and event professionals to scale and manage their business. You guys got to check this out. Be sure to head on over to show notes for the link to a 30-day free trial. Believe me, from what I've seen, I think you're going to love this. Welcome back, Christy. So today we're doing a part three slash B. Today's topic is... Fortune is in the follow-up. There you go. Okay. What do we mean by all of that? Let's dissect this sentence. Pretty much. I guarantee that you're losing money if you're not following up after every consultation or or purchase, really. So I wrote about it on my blog as well. And it's 10 points that you should kind of follow or some tips, essentially. And I think they're super important because I, you know, we may feel for different reasons, things happen, right? And that's part of in the tips too, is that it just doesn't happen. And so we miss out on a lot. Mm. We're leaving money on the table, so to speak. Right. Well, let's let's take it back a little bit. So in order for us to close the deal, we got to do the follow-up. Yes. Well, normally, you know, oftentimes we will follow up with our proposal, right? And we've talked about that. You know, you can do the proposal on site unseen while you're working with them, or most, most floors feel comfortable kind of getting the information from them and then following up after the consultation with a proposal. Mm -hmm. You know, half the time, florists will say, oh my gosh, I was ghosted. Like, I sent them, I haven't heard back from them. You know, like, I, I don't even know what's going on. So the point is that if you establish some game rules kind of around that, then you're going to be able to be much more successful in making the sale. What do you mean by game rules? I'm, I'm a three-year-old, so I can't keep going with the why. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ask better questions, you get better answers, right? Consistent follow-up. Well, n- number one, consistent follow-up puts you ahead of winning the sale. So mm. that's number one. When you detach, detaching from the when of the sale and knowing when to sell, there's the difference, right? 44% of business owners don't follow up after the first meeting. Mm. I mean, I've been guilty of it before. Like you've had a consultation with somebody and, you know, things happen or you're like, mm, didn't really like them. I don't know if I really even want their business. And you just don't follow up at all. Right. But Sometimes, you know, one of the other ones is, you know, life happens and then you're like, okay, you just don't follow up. Mm. Looks bad on you, looks bad on the whole situation. So our marketing requires consistent communication, Mm -hmm. right? Great results don't come after one interaction. Right. So if they have an interaction with you, staying consistent between that time, 
you know, you went after them to get the consultation, right? So how are you, you better stay after them after the consultation. This is funny. This just reminded me of, there was this commercial. I don't even know if it's there. I don't watch regular television anymore, but there was this commercial when this guy eats one broccoli and then does like one push up or something and goes, oh, I'm healthy. It's like, you know, one broccoli is not going to get you <laughs> on a path of being healthy and one push up is not going to get you fit, you know? So it's one of those uh, kind of things. Consistency, consistency, consistency is what kind of leads to predictable results. Yeah. Uh, by the way, and if you hear a meow, I have a kitten who made it made himself into the room, although he was supposed to be locked out. He's here now. So if you hear a meow, that's Floki. You know, just ignore him. Of course, life happens, right? So yes, we all know follow-up is important. You know, we got to consistently stay on this. But how do we then bulletproof this process so that when life happens, your business doesn't then stop? Right. Right. Never leave a meeting without agreeing to the next steps. So not every meeting may, may result in a sale, but you have to agree on what the next step is. So it takes time to make the sale, even if you are having just a small offer, right? Right. A small event coming up. But when you walk out of the office with them, the consultation or ending the Zoom or the call, make sure that both parties are really clear about the next step. So people love to do what they say they will do. So that right. means that you need to do what you say you're going to do, right? So if you tell them you'll get the proposal and quote within 48 hours, then you make sure you do it. So you already agree to your next step with them before they before they leave that communication with you. Right. So this kind of brings me back even further, honestly, um, as more I'm thinking about this, right? How how do you do this so that you're not dropping a ball essentially, right? Without yes. or it's not dependent on your mood and your life in that moment, essentially. Yes. It comes down to systems, right? Having all of those things honed down to the point where it's automated or delegated or whatever else is, but you got to have a system. So like in order for you to know what the next step is, you need to know what your system is first of all. And that's one of my points too, is life happens and a week goes by and you forget. So you have to have a system set up that you put into place immediately after you're done. One of them is, you know, have a thank you email that goes immediately out to them and recap what you've talked about mm-hmm. on a on a very basic level, right? Then you're you're going to in that same email let them know again when you're going to follow up in how many days time. And then you're also going to make sure you mention in that something personal about the meeting so that it kind of connects you with them again. Mm. Um, you could have talked about that you offered them a spring water and they love spring water <laughs> or, you know, something really basic, or it could be that you both found out that you have a love of calla lilies and mm-hmm. you're going to mention the callas to them some in some kind of way or another, right? Right. Or an image of something that you've may have discussed and talked about and like, Hey, I thought you would, you know, like this or yes. something like that. As simple as that is, if yes. the calla lilies is an, is an example. You know, I was thinking of you when I went out to my garden today and picked some cucumbers because we talked about gardening or, you know what I'm saying? Something right. that affects them. But the best thing is before they leave the meeting, you're going to ask them also, what's the best way of keeping in touch with you? Mm-hmm. And then they're going like, so you're going to take it one step further. They say, let's say you and I are in the con- consultation. I go on a heat. 
what's the best way to keep in touch with you when I'm ready to do the, you know, send you the proposal? What are you going to say? If you really want my attention, text message. Okay, great. So I'm guessing you probably get a lot of texts. Is there even a better day that is better for you for me to let you know when we're ready? No, not really. I mean, if you send me an email, I'll get to it within a day or two. But if you send me a text message, I'll get to you within 24 hours for sure. So that would actually work out. So, but I see what you're saying. We just got that verbal commitment with each other. Right. There's going to be a response. And that's what's super important. Right. That makes sense. I feel like, you know, when you're offering them, hey, what's the best way to communicate with you? And the things that I do, actually, I offer them three choices to choose from that are favorable to me and ha- or two and have them choose which one works best for them. Because if somebody says, DM me, I don't want to DM my brides. I want to DM at first maybe and then move on. But I want them to be in the place where all of them are. So then, it, you know, I kind of keep track of, I don't want to go through five different platforms to catch all the, you know, messages or so on. So I think that's another thing, you know, if you're all over the place all the time and you're checking all of those messages and emails and whatever, fine. You know, you can say, Hey, you know, we can communicate via whatever, all those things, what works best for you. But if it's, there's only like two specific things for you, then just say that, I would say, what do you think? Yes, I think that would be fine. You could say, for instance, I will most likely email you when the proposal is ready, but is there, you know, I can also do text. Would you prefer a text to let you know that the email is coming? Mm. Then you can then see how you've you've set up to establish two ways. Correct. You're giving them an opportunity. So, but you have to also realize that they're not going, depending on what you're sending, they're not going to buy right away, right? It all depends on timing. Absolutely. So, of course, in kind of being on the front of their mind as well. I mean, uh, you know, follow up also does that, right? Not only, hey, this is what to expect next, right? This Mm -hmm. is what the next step is. And that's essentially what we're saying, maybe not in those words, but that's literally what we're saying. We're setting the expectations for whatever the next thing is. But then doing as you said, right? Don't just say and move on. Mm -hmm. When you said it, you got to do it because now your word is worth nothing. Right. You know, so. um, And if if something comes up, because I know those things can happen, right? Of course. Unforeseen circumstances. You just letting them know that, hey, I know I'm supposed to have this to you today. Please forgive me based on my situation at the moment. I'm unable to do that, but I will have it to you by end of business tomorrow or whatever. Right. Right. So that they know and they're, you know, you have still intent at that right point. absolutely and there's a saying how you do anything is how you do everything right so if you're kind of saying what you're gonna do and do what you said you're going to do every step of the way and if things happen you communicate immediately a you're setting your communication standard with the person as well right not only but you're sort of almost expecting kind of a similar re- response back from them in an unspoken kind of way, you know, are they all going to do that? No, not really. But at least it's sort of setting that precedent. Hey, this is how we work, you know? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So Christy, um, with the follow-ups, right? So of course there's, we can automate all kinds of ways, right? We can automate through voice, I'm sorry, through um, chat messaging, through emails and all of these things. But is it enough to just send a simple thank you Or should that simple thank you or whatever that is that your next thing that you're sending have a call to action of a sort? Well, I think it depends on where you're at, what point you're at. I mean, if you're just doing that thank you, initial thank you, thanks for meeting with me, there's that waiting time for you to put the proposal together. So I don't need them. I don't want to actually have any more interaction with them until (laughs) 
I have the proposal ready because it's only going to change the the timing and the situation, right? So right. Okay. a call to action at that point. Okay. I do when I'm like, hey, let's get together and go over the proposal. So, okay. but you also have to know the best time to follow up with your clients. So across the board, Wednesdays and Thursdays are generally the best day between 2 and 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. been across the board. Sometimes Fridays and, you know, generally that would be more between 10 and 2 because mm-hmm. people are more relaxed and they're getting ready for the weekend. I've landed more sales on Fridays than I have because I followed up with them. But it's not an ideal time for me because, you know, when we're in production mode, Friday is, is our busiest day. Right. We have events for the weekend, right? Right. So the what I'm the point I'm trying to say is it's not about you, it's about them. Absolutely. So if you really want their business, then you do have to think about okay, when are the best times to follow up? Mondays and Tuesdays aren't good because generally they're they're just like you are, right? When you're getting into work, you're trying to get things settled, you're trying to get things done. So I've had way more success in the latter half of the week. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's that's a really good point. I um I haven't thought about that actually, to be honest with you. But as you're talking about it, I'm, as I'm sitting here, I was like, what are the best days for me? Yeah, hands down. It's always Wednesdays and Thursdays. I always fall back on those two days because Monday, Tuesday is just too crazy getting in the, into the weeks. By Wednesday and Thursday, you sort of kind of, you know, over that hump of, right, all right, I, this is what we're working with. This is what we got or whatever. And then on the weekend, if you have an event, obviously it's showtime. Or, you know, if you don't have an event, it's your weekend. It's still showtime. So it's kind of like, you know, you got to kind of work yourself up to that. So, and, and it is, and is the, that is the case for everyone. You know, I mean, I, I, I get it unless some people, most people have jobs that kind of, you know, allows them to do that. So yeah, that, that was, that was really good. Can you share some ways that they can automate their email, you know, sequences in essence? Sure. If you have any type of like, generally, if you have Gmail or something like that, it allows you to kind of set up what canned responses, I I call them, you know, so that you can save kind of the framework basically for that follow up. Mm -hmm. And I, I save each step of the way, you know, I'll do it. I'll, I'll name it follow up, you know, F U <laughs> number one. It's terrible, but it's true. <laughs> F you once, F you twice. Okay. All right. You get the message. <laughs> at least at least you get a smile, right? And you know what? Sometimes it's gonna feel great to say that. <laughs> it depends what you're following up with. <laughs> hey Sarah, would you make sure you send out the FU one? So Christy, before we recap, recap this, is there anything else? Well, there's there is just a few more that I wanted to hear real quick. Do we have time? Oh my god, yeah, go for it. Okay. So one, do you stay persistently friendly and nice? Right. So keep it short and to the point if you're following up an email, provide value, offer something relevant, but don't make them feel bad if the answer is no, because they may come back. And I have had that happen. In fact, if someone says no to me that they've gone with someone else, I wish them a wonderful, amazing wedding day and, you know, know that it's going to be as beautiful as the vision that they wanted. You know, I leave it positive, right? Because I have had them come back. You're, you're going to have, 
you know, that client with those touches, right? Five to seven times. Don't give up if they're not responding to you because you don't know what's going on in their life. It's not about you again, right? But know when to walk away. So if they don't have a desire to work with you, walk away. If they cross a boundary, then walk away. And if they want, if they are asking you to compromise your integrity, walk away. Absolutely. So, absolutely. I, I, I think I've said this in our previous talks. I, 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 this is what I do. Every single consultation I go into, I go into with this thought, I am happy to walk away, period. That's it. And uh, it liberates you in a way, right? You know, I know some people don't have that flexibility financially oftentimes, and they feel like they have to say yes to everything. Yes. And truth to be told, saying yes to the wrong thing is far worse than saying no. Yes. You know, and no just doesn't mean no. It means just not now and not this one, perhaps. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things is that um, we're afraid of rejection. Yep. Right? Us know? as humans. Yeah. But our brain thinks and processes rejection rejection the same way as it does pain. So if we question whether or not they're going to buy, our brain starts, our brain will keep us from following up with them because they're like, oh my gosh, they didn't respond. They haven't responded. Mm -hmm. They must have chosen someone else. I'm not going to follow up because I don't want, you know, I don't want the pain of knowing that they don't want me. Right. 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 You're you have to somehow say, push through that and be like, no, 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 it has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. You're, you're not going to be harmed. No harm is coming to you. <laughs> you have to, you have to push your brain past it is what I'm trying to say. Right. You know? So what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Oh my goodness. I, I probably would be dead because I would attempt too many things. <laughs> But that's besides the point. I 100% agree. Mindset is probably the most important one. And like I said, I mean, I go into every single meeting from, you know, I am ready to walk away right now before even I start this meeting because truth to be told, until you had that consultation, this was something that you did not have in the first place. And if it did not end up going the direction that you anticipated and wanted to, you've lost nothing. That That's kind of it. You know, it's just making peace with that and not taking the rejection personally. And like you said, we are hardwired. We are us human. Every single one of us are hardwired to do that. And I agree, brain processes those the same. And our number one protective mechanism is to protect us from harm and pain. Right. We don't so, want to experience it. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, so we all kind of want to do that. That's our natural place to go. So recognizing it and going it head on, you know, and it's not easy sometimes, but it takes practice too, actually, you know, more you practice that easier it gets too, you know? Yes. So the more you are, the more you get used to know, the easier it is to realize like it's, they're just not the client for me. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's really, it's really okay. You're yeah. probably saving yourself a whole lot of hassle. And you know, again, it's no here on this one. That means I still have an opportunity for a yes from somewhere else, right? Because yes. the minute it's a yes for a project, weddings per se, for this day, it's no longer a yes for another one, right? So it's okay. Sometimes it is truly okay. I think, I think until that mindset shift happens, many things 
kind of really don't. This was great, Christy. So I think we're good to recap this one. And then we're coming yeah. back next time. And we're talking about tracking. Yes. The most important, one of the most important things yes. when it comes to business, just yes. tracking. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you, my friend. Going to say bye for today. And then we're going to come back again. And then we are going to be at the clubhouse again. Just meet us on Wednesdays to have the Q&A. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye. All right. That's it. We'll see you all at the clubhouse, hopefully on Wednesday. And again, I'm going to say this again. If you need an invitation and have an iPhone, reach out to me or Christy. We're happy to do so. And also, if you have questions and you cannot be there, just write them up, just DM us and we'll be happy to answer you. We've been getting some questions and it's been wonderful to see how many people actually are participating and asking and getting help, hopefully. But with that being said, that's kind of it. See you at the clubhouse. If not, then we'll be back next Monday with more business information. Bye. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.